Welcome to the Hometown Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Ileanne Tyson. Today, we are talking all about Instagram. Just to mention, today's episode is brought to you by Hook Studio, a digital media publishing company. You can find them online at hooked.studio. Don't miss an episode by subscribing to the show on your favorite player. Now, on to today's topic. And now. Now, I do have a goodie for you. If you go to my Instagram page, Ileanne Tyson, and click on my bio link, there is a link to 10 Steps to Maximizing Your Instagram. So go grab that. That will be very, very helpful. And it, it goes along. It's a companion piece to this podcast today. Now, I also have a challenge that starts November 12th on Monday that even if you come late to the challenge, um, a couple days late, you can still catch up. So I would recommend you go register for that if you listen to this in time. And if it's after that date, I plan on holding these challenges regularly. So you can go and uh, find out the next schedule for that. But it's at the website at yuliantyson.com forward slash challenge. Let's talk about all things Instagram for your business. I've broken up today's topic into three parts to help you. And you probably want to save this episode because it's going to be very helpful. And there's some things that you might need to re-listen to some parts. So the three parts that we're going to talk about today, one is goals. Number two is strategy. And number three is review. So let's first talk about our goals. Now, this is that you're building your Instagram following for business purposes. So if you're just wanting to get some tips on your personal, then maybe this isn't the right episode for you. Goals, you want to be strategic. You want this to not be a time suck. And in fact, if you want to eventually delegate some of these activities to somebody else on your team, then you really just need to know, you know, you don't want to be paying them to waste time. So if you have the background and know the basics, then you'll be more able to kind of guide and direct somebody on your team that might be doing this for you. Like anything, at first it can be fun, exciting, you're learning, but after a while also it can be draining especially if you don't have a good, clear focus and being real strategic on how you're going to apply this to business. So why should a business spend their time on Instagram? Well, one of the reasons your business exists is to make money. We're not a nonprofit. We're actually trying to bring money in the door so that you can have a salary and pay your bills and pay your team members. The number one reason I see any business to be on a social platform is to develop what we call raving fans, so that those raving fans can turn that into more revenue for your business. What does that really mean? Well, what that means is if your target market, your ideal client is not on Instagram, then you really don't need to waste your time there. This is true for all the social platforms. If they're not on Twitter, then you really don't need to waste your time with Twitter. If your ideal client is more on, say, LinkedIn and Instagram, 
which that's where most of mine are, then those are the two areas where I need to spend the most of my time drumming up new clients and solidifying and creating those raving fans. So if your potential customers, and I'm talking about your ideal customer, for example, if they don't even own a smartphone, then you definitely don't need to be there. Instagram is actually made for smartphones. If they don't have one, then there's no need to waste your time there. But let's, let's back up just a bit. Your ideal customer. I've talked about this a lot. It is the core of all marketing activities. Your ideal customer. One thing that makes them ideal is that they buy things that you have to sell, whether they're yours or competitors. If they're already buying, then they're a proof that they're an ideal customer for, or, or one indication that they might be an ideal customer for you. So if they're already spending money in categories where your products and services fall, then they're ideal or they make them a little bit more ideal than the next person. So let's talk about a little bit more about developing and figuring out that ideal customer. Identifying who that person is. This is really the heart of your business. Long gone are the days where you just open up your doors because you think it's a good idea, slap a sign up there, and people will just come in because they see your sign on the door. That, that's just not the way it works. It might work in some markets for some amount of time, but in general, you are going to have to market in some form or fashion. So identifying your ideal customer, it becomes easy once you've done this. You know where they hang out, what they look at, you know, you know if they have children or not. You know if they, you know, what income brackets they're, they're in. You know what kind of things they purchase. You know, you could have the perfect product and service, but you might be in the wrong market. Might be that you're better off in the next town over. But in today's day and age, it's also easier to market from just about anywhere, especially if you have something you can sell online. All right, so who are they? What are their demographics? That's like their age, their income levels. Are they married? Are they single? Uh, sometimes race plays a part in that. What is their hot buttons? You know, what, what would make them want to search out for your product? What do they want to buy? This is a very crucial, often overlooked exercise that every business owner needs to go through. Business owners get so caught up in what they think would sell but they think way too broadly. And I know what you're thinking. If you exclude people, then you're gonna miss out on some sales. But I promise you, if you can be so specific in your messaging, that it's gonna naturally pull in more people that are gonna resonate with you, even though you're talking very specifically to one type of person. If you narrow in on your ideal person, what you type and write, and what images you share in your marketing will come so much easier. Now, I will say this, you can have more than one kind of ideal client, but you're gonna write different marketing messages to each of them. So if you're a brand that is on Instagram and you have one typical ideal client that is on Instagram, then those messages are gonna to be totally different than maybe somebody who doesn't get on Instagram at all, maybe they're on Facebook, or maybe they're not even on social media. Maybe they're just in the general population. So you're going to have to reach them different ways. 
You're going to have different messaging to be effective. And I want you to focus in on one ideal client at a time. Once you've like mastered that one, then you can bring on those other profiles. So pick the one that's most likely to bring you the biggest return on your investment of time. And if you invest any money. Let's bring this back around to our discussion today about Instagram. Does your ideal client or one of them hang out on Instagram already? If so, then let's keep moving forward. All right, how to know if they are there. Here are some statistics and demographic things about who is on Instagram in general. The trends. Right now, it is the sixth biggest social platform in the world with over a billion users. 120 million are, just, are here right in the United States. The most active users are in the 18 to 29-year-old demographic with 71% saying they use the platform actively. They were at 59% in 2016, and 55% of them say that they check in with the app more than once a day. But it's not just that demographic. There's more people on there, they just might not be quite as active. So the next active demographic grouping is the 50 to 64-year-olds. 21% say they're using Instagram, now up from about 18% in 2016. And even the Americans 65 and older saying there's about 10% of them saying they're using Instagram today. That's up from 8% in 2016. So that middle age folks, which is what I fall into, they are on there, but that I'm just pulling out the, the highest statistics that so active users are split about 50-50 right now, men and women. And the report also shows that all income levels are using it. So it's not just the middle class or not just the upper class. It's all across the board. To summarize, there is a good likelihood that those in, your, in our community are actually using us. Of course, I've been in the community, so I see the interactions and I know there are a good cross-section of people that are out there using it. And if they're not using it yet, they are coming on board soon to use it more and more. Now, another great business reason to use this as a platform to market your company is the connection with Facebook. They're owned by Facebook, and it makes it super easy when you post to Instagram to post to your Facebook page. Also, if you start getting into running Facebook ads, it is a strong connection and you can cross promote things. And it just it just makes good business sense. And it, it's just an easier way to reach more and more people. Is your ideal client on Instagram? Most likely, or they will be soon. All right, let's talk about number two goals. What are your goals? Well, let's first talk about a personal account versus a business account. Now, this is a little bit this is totally different than like a business Facebook page and a personal profile on Facebook. Um, it's not, you're not penalized for using a, what's called a personal account for business use. That's not a big deal. Um, but what happens is if you convert, when, when you sign up for the first time, it is all personal. But you can convert it to a business account, which means you have a lot more reporting and things that 
that are actually helpful for you in your business. So I'd recommend you converting it to a business account. There's those two types and you can have either type, but I recommend uh, you convert it to a business account. So what I really want to talk about this personal versus business is if you have a business name such as Sweet Tokens Bakery or Print That Stuff, then of course it's a no-brainer that your Instagram account should be in the business name and it should be a business type of profile. I guess what I want to talk about just a little bit are for those of you who might be building a personal brand like myself, it's a little less cut and dry. And it really, you know, what you should really think about is your long-term vision for your business. If you want to be able to hand over your business to somebody else for them to run it and you basically retire or sell your business, then I would recommend not to build up a personal brand. I would choose a business name and you can still have your name attached to that name for a while, but I would, uh, <clears throat> I would definitely use a, a business name instead of your personal name. Here's the dilemma. If you like, it also depends on how you want to use Instagram personally. If you want to post personal things like birthdays, your kids, places you travel to, kind of stuff you'd share with your mom or sister, then perhaps you need to have a personal Instagram account and then a secondary business account and keep them separate. When I started with Instagram, of course, I started out as a personal account. I didn't know how I was going to use it and I didn't know how I was going to use it with my business. Once I decided, well, I do want to use this, but I want to use it as a business tool, then I just convert it into a business account and just use it pretty much strictly for business. And then I'll share some posts every once in a while on some personal activities or life events or moments, just so people can know, like, and trust me a little bit more based off of Instagram. And so I'll probably eventually, within the next couple of months, start a new personal account that's strictly family and friends only, and it's just real personal stuff. It might be recipes and other life things I just want to share, but I don't, that's not really appropriate for the business side of things. I am branding my name, Elian Tyson, but I'm not branding it as a, a business. So I'm not going to, you know, my business name is Stellar View Enterprises, and I'm not going to promote that because it's not the name I want to build. Again, it's just really for personal people, you know, personal brands that this becomes, what do I do? For the majority of people, I recommend creating a business account with your business name, even if you put your personal name in the profile to get that know, like, and trust. All right, I'll give you a couple examples besides myself. Sarah Blakely, she's the founder of Spanx. She has her own page, and then she also has a Spanx page. Shailene Johnson, and she's also a big personal brand. She's in the fitness and online marketing industry, and she has a big team that works with her. She has her personal page, which she does talk about business, but then they also have other pages that are specific around their products that they sell. Those are what I would call a personal brand. Personal, you know, it's really heavy on the that one person. I think you get the idea. It's easy if you have a business name already, if you've already got a brick and mortar place, and those are the names that you're going to want to have your profile in. Let's review with regards to your goals. First, you're clarifying who your ideal client is. And if they're on Instagram, you've decided what kind of account to have. And now let's talk about what you want to achieve. So this is goal setting. What do you want to achieve? Based on your ideal client and your business model, it's good to set some goals. 
And these can change, but here are a few examples. Maybe your reason for being on Instagram is to build a following or to build a community. Maybe it's to generate sales. You know, you can actually get approved to sell right from Instagram. Maybe it's just brand awareness or you can show off your values and culture. You can work to increase brand loyalty and then you can also use it to distribute company updates and news. What I would recommend out of those goals is select one or two of them and then put numbers to them. Like if you want to get so you can generate sales, then put, okay, I'm going to, you know, if you're just getting started, my goal is to sell $100 a week in my first month. And then each month you can set new sales targets for those. You can also set numbers of how many followers, how many interactions, those kind of things. Whew, that's a lot of stuff. All right, now let's talk about part two, which is about strategy. In strategy, we're going to talk about your bio, your profile page, and then we're going to talk about posting strategy. If you've profiled your ideal client, this will come easy, a lot easier. If you have not, you'll know what to say, you'll know what hot buttons to touch on. Remember, I've got that freebie if you will go to my Instagram profile. It's 10 steps to maximize your Instagram. That's in my Instagram link in my bio. Make sure you go and grab that and it'll be very helpful. It's a PDF. Your bio, things to include. Well, first off, it should grab or resonate with your ideal client. And then all of your postings, including your bio, should repel non-ideal clients. If your ideal client is a mom who gravitates to pinks and blues and pastel colors, that's not going to be very attractive to somebody who's into the grunge or the more hard colors or blacks or that kind of look and feel. You also need to include in your profile a great actionable link. Now you get one link from your profile, so you really need to maximize it. Sometimes it might not be in your best interest just to send them to your website or to Facebook. You might want to send them to get a special freebie or a coupon or something. There's a program, there's a little free thing that you can use called Linktree that can give you more than one way to capture their information or point them to different places to get information. So Linktree is a great little way to do that. I would recommend no more than three different links in there though it can get confusing. The next thing to do in your profile is to use a recognizable image like your logo or a picture that really represents your company well. Your profile is limited. There's a character limit there. But what's cool is you can also add the little icons or emojis that you can get on your smartphone, your keyboard things, you know, like trees or leaves or flowers or smiley faces, all those kind of things. You can actually add those to your profile and you can do it from your computer, but then you don't have access to all those little emojis. So I would recommend doing those special things from your phone. So next, after you've worked on your bio, let's work on your posting strategy. Your posting strategy, you need you don't have to post every day. It's not like Facebook where you're just trying to get something out there so that they can follow you and like you. You need to figure out how frequently you want or that you should post. Now let's talk about the different kinds of posts. There are currently four different ways you can post right now. It's a regular post, 
And I'm going to talk about each of these. You've got a story, you can do a live, and you can do IGTV. So I'm going to talk about each of these just a little bit. And I'm going to start with what I would consider the most advanced type of post and work towards the most common. What I would consider the most advanced is IGTV, Instagram TV. The time that you can have a video running is normally between 15 seconds and 10 minutes. It's like a YouTube channel. And it's, in my opinion, for more advanced users. I've not started using it. I don't know if I'll get there to use that anytime soon, but it's definitely an option. And it's time to tie in with like a YouTube account and YouTube channels. So an Instagram Live is sort of like a Facebook Live. You can go up to one hour, but like a story, you have to click to add it to other places like your, it's like a story, but you have to click to add it to your highlights or it disappears within 24 hours. Now, some cool things about the Live is it'll pop up if the notifications are on your follower's phone or even just in the Instagram account program the app itself it'll do a special highlight that hey such and such is on live right now go join in before they get off and you can easily click over there and they can wave at you and that kind of thing like they do over on Facebook lives so it's a neat way to keep interaction the next thing another way to post is via a story Instagram story these can be video posts that are 15 seconds or less but basically, whatever you post is going to be up there for 15 seconds. So if it's an image, that image is going to be there for 15 seconds. If it's a video, your max video is 15 seconds. You can also do what's called a boomerang post, which is like a little short video clip that'll go back and forth, sort of like a waving hand. It would be if you only recorded it like in a forward wave. The boomerang part is basically as it's repeating that backwards and it just keeps doing it over and over, just like a GIF, little GIF video would be over and over. And you can also do little short video clips. These, I think stories are good because you can just play and do more personal things. They will disappear within 24 hours. You can have multiple ones up at any point in time. And you can save, I would personally, if you create these, save the best ones to your highlights. So highlights are those little round circles on your profile page. If you click highlight, it'll go there in whichever category you decide to put it in. And it's just a, a great way to keep them around a little bit longer. But you can add fun things to them like links and stickers and polls and hashtags. And you can write text to put over them. The main goal for all that, though, is engagement. And Instagram is just trying to do whatever they can to keep engagement going there. Alrighty, next up is your regular post. A regular post is what you think about when you pull up somebody's profile and you see all the images on a page you know, in like rows of three. That's what, a re what I consider a regular post. And those could be video, they could be images, but it's the videos are limited to under a minute. But that's what I consider a regular post and the most common. So if you are just getting started, my recommendation first is to pick a schedule that is very easy to do. If you're still new and getting your feet wet, my recommendation for you is just get posting a regular post two to three times a week. 
I actually have it on my calendar, like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I'll post on one of the pages and then Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, I'll post on one of my other pages. So once you get comfortable with that schedule, then you can move on to some of the advanced activities. You posting in an interesting image that will stop the scroll is basically what you're trying to do. And people are scrolling through there, something that's going to make them talk or interact. And then when you post the image, you can add a comment. And the comment doesn't have to actually reflect what the image is or the video is. But the goal of the picture is to stop them from scrolling anymore. And then you want to try to build engagement by talking with them, whether you're sharing tips or whatever information you can share customer feedback you can share just little quick little things and you can also add what's called hashtags i would recommend adding them based on what your image is of like for example if you've got a homemade chocolate cake or a from scratch chocolate cake you could tag do a hashtag from scratch chocolate cake or from scratch cake or you know something that's really relevant and that'll just help cross because the hashtag is basically like a category. So it'll help people able to find you. But then you can also tag your location. You can tag your business name or some, if you've got some event, you can create a hashtag for the event, like Fall for Liberty 2018 or Clemson Area Food Exchange. And that way people can easily find things by just clicking on that. They can find things related to it if you use those hashtags. So you can keep a running list of all the different hashtags you're going to use. Yeah, you know, there's other things like Follow Friday or Fun Friday or Thankful Thursday. Those kind of things you can put hashtags in there and it'll help cross promote you to get in front of other visitors and viewers and things. So we've talked about your strategy, your goals. Now let's talk about review. Once you get comfortable posting regularly, you can then move on to more advanced strategies. Right now I'm putting together a course that will delve into these techniques in more detail for your business. However, in the meantime, your next step in your Instagram journey is to review. I would say weekly, you want to monitor what is working and what is not. Your business account will let you see your insights. So if you go to the front of your, your profile page, up in the upper right, click up there, you'll see insights. And you can go in there and, and look at a whole bunch of different things. You can see which posts got the most engagement. You can see if anybody went to your website, you can see how many profile views you had, all kinds of different things. You wanna monitor this data so that you can work to improve your results. There will be certain types of images that will resonate more with your followers. Therefore, just use those more. There'll be certain comments and, and hashtags that'll get better results for you. Just use them more and more frequently. One neat thing is you can also look in your insights at what time of the day that your followers are on Instagram. And it'll also put demographics, like if they're men or women and what age brackets they are. So that's just some interesting ways to help improve your posting and activity on Instagram. I know I have covered a lot. I recommend again that you save this episode and re-listen to it. And as a reminder, I've got two different tools for you. Both of these are in my bio link on my Instagram page, but you can also go directly to the challenge via iliantyson.com forward slash challenge. The first thing is the 10 steps to maximize your Instagram. 
And then the second thing is the Instagram challenge that starts on November 12th. Again, if you listen after that date or to reg register for that particular challenge, go to iliantyson.com forward slash challenge. That will also put you on the list for my upcoming course. So my goal for you is to have actionable items to efficiently further your marketing so you can reach your revenue goals and to do it efficiently and effectively so that you're not wasting your time. You are being very strategic and you're getting a return on your investment. If you have any questions, please feel free to message me and I'll be happy to answer. If you need help with your Instagram or generally speaking with your marketing, I do have affordable rates, and so I am there to help for that as well. You can read all about everything that I've talked about today on my website at iliantyson.com. I hope you will use that as a resource. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would love for you to either leave some feedback in your favorite player of choice or share it with a friend. Until next time. I will talk to you later and I hope you have a great and powerful week and I hope to see you on the 12th in our challenge. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite player. You can get the link at iliantyson.com forward slash VIP.